The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every site that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase. Shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to April 2nd, 2023. See associate for details. I personally remember this all too well with both of my pregnancies. <laughs> Cue the image of me stealthily filling an empty beer bottle with water. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. <laughs> You're listening to the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, where you'll gain the tools, knowledge, and confidence you need to erase the unknowns, feel in control and have an even better birth no matter how you deliver. My name is Liesl Teen, mom of two, practicing labor and delivery nurse and your host. From over eight years and counting of working at the bedside, I know that knowledge is the key to an even better birth. So tune in each week to learn about all things pregnancy, birth and postpartum from me, a labor and delivery nurse that's seen it all. And now let's get into this week's episode. This week on the Mommy Labor Nurse Podcast, we are going to tackle a topic that many of you, I'm sure, may relate to. It is keeping your pregnancy a secret during those early stages. I personally remember this all too well with both of my pregnancies. (laughs) Cue the image of me stealthily filling an empty beer bottle with water. Yeah, you got to do what you got to do sometimes. You see, it's incredibly common for women to want to keep their pregnancy under wraps until the end of the first trimester when the risk of miscarriage tends to decrease. But let's face it, hiding a pregnancy while dealing with all those less than pleasant first trimester symptoms can be quite the challenge for sure. You're nauseous, you're tired, you just feel like not doing anything at all. And yeah, it's tough. But in today's episode, I've got some great tips to help you out. So if you're in this stage or you're about to be in this stage or, you know, reminisce on this stage, stay tuned. Let's get to it. And if you are looking for more first trimester related listening, be sure to check out episode 179, all your first trimester questions answered after this one. Why do people even keep their pregnancy a secret? You might be asking yourself this question, you know, as you clicked listen today, and that's a totally valid question. I understand that different people have different opinions about this topic, right? And that is perfectly okay. There is no right or wrong way to tell other people or anybody when you're pregnant or when you're not pregnant or whatever, okay? It is a personal decision that you and your partner should decide together as to when to reveal what's going on. But back to why people even keep their pregnancy a secret. 
you see approximately 80% of all cases of pregnancy loss occur within that first trimester. And I'm not sharing this stat right now as an attempt to scare you, I promise. I just share this information with you because this is essentially one of the main reasons why a lot of women get through their first trimester or even a little bit further before they start sharing their pregnancy with more people than you know their immediate family or anybody. Now, how can you even decide if you should keep your pregnancy a secret? Again, it's a personal decision. And I know I'm not going to give you great advice, but really the answer is like whenever the heck you want to is really up to you. Because as the person that is growing and carrying the baby inside of you, you should decide when and where and whether you announce your pregnancy. And I would say most people have a pretty good idea of like, okay, you know what? I think I'm going to tell these people around this ish time and these people around this ish time. Like some people are like, okay, I'm going to wait a long time. I don't, you know, whatever. Or some people are like, I'm going to tell right away. Okay. Most people have like a general idea, but if you're sitting here and you really have no clue, once again, totally fine. Here are some questions though that I want you to ask yourself when you're kind of thinking about this. Number one, if I tell this person that I'm pregnant, will it increase or decrease my anxiety? Will it feel good or will it feel bad for me? So ask yourself that. Number two, if I announce my pregnancy on social media at this time, will it increase or decrease my anxiety? Will it feel good or bad for me? Number three, if I miscarry, do I feel certain people knowing about my pregnancy will help my situation by offering support or do I feel like it's going to make it worse? And then number four, how does my partner feel? You know, include your partner if you have one, obviously. Now let's go over eight tips to keep your pregnancy a secret in that first trimester, okay? So number one, we're going to be talking about hiding that bump. And if you are in your first pregnancy, um, a lot of times this isn't an issue in that first trimester, okay? Because first pregnancies, sometimes it is, you know, some people pop pretty early when it's their first pregnancy, but a lot of times with that first pregnancy, this isn't as much of an issue because it takes a little while for that pop to come out. And I've done a post actually just recently on this about like what kind of factors determine how you pop or when you pop. But the short of it is what I just said, right? If it's your first baby versus your second, your third or fourth, you're probably going to pop a little later. The more pre-babies you have, you know, the sooner usually you pop. If you're having multiples, that would give you a reason to pop a little earlier. Or if you just have a certain body type or shape, you know, people with short torsos tend to pop a little bit earlier than people with long torsos. There's a few other factors, but yeah, it kind of just depends. But let's talk about hiding the bump, okay? So my biggest tip for keeping your bump hidden is to wear loose fitting clothing, flowy dresses, tops, anything kind of baggy that that stuff is kind of in right now, right? So it's not too hard. But you know, if you're the kind of person that doesn't wear a whole lot of flowy stuff, start incorporating a little bit of flow into your wardrobe. And if it's colder weather season, or if you're more of just, you know, you like jeans, jean shorts, 
I'm sure you've seen my posts on Instagram. Other people have done it too, that uh, you just take a little hair tie and you wrap your hair tie around like a button of your pants and you kind of thread it through the little hole and then you thread it back around the button and you have a little bit of room in there so you don't have to button your pants like all the way. So you can still wear your pants for a little bit longer. This will buy you like a few weeks and I'm all for staying in pre-pregnancy clothes, you know, for as long as you're comfortable, right? I mean, trust me, maternity pants are everything. Love them, gotta love them, but they're also expensive, right? Like if you can just wear your regular clothes for as long as you can, I don't know, that's how I felt. Once I had my second baby, I already had the maternity clothes. So I was like, eh, screw it. I'm just gonna start wearing maternity pants. But yeah, if you're maybe pregnant for the first time, you haven't taken the plunge on ordering maternity pants and wearing maternity pants and you can get, you know, a few more weeks out of your regular pants, go for it. Or if you just really like, you know, your old pants, cool. Like a really good tip to keep wearing pants that you like to wear. Are you wondering what you can be doing in your first trimester of pregnancy? There is actually more than you think. Inside of my free first trimester prep pack, you will get a first trimester checklist to stay on top of all your early pregnancy tasks with a handy list of don't forgets. <laughs> you will get a how to prepare for prenatal appointments little sheet, which is a printable guide to help you learn what to bring, what to expect, and what questions to ask, and you'll get a printable weekly pregnancy journal. You can use these keepsake-worthy pages to document your week-by-week symptoms, cravings, best moments, and more. There is one actually for every single week. Yay. So to start your pregnancy on the right track, head on over to mommylabornurse.com slash first trimester. That's mommylabornurse.com slash F-I-R-S-T trimester to access your free first trimester prep pack today. Moving on to number two, keeping your pregnancy a secret when you are exhausted. If you aren't in your first trimester yet, maybe you're an avid, very early mommy labor nurse podcast listener, okay? And you're just not even pregnant yet, or you just peed on that stick. My wish for you is that you just don't experience any of this first trimester exhaustion because it is exhausting. It really is. My guess is that at some point it will hit you. It's hard. It is hard growing a human being. I seriously questioned in both pregnancies, I remember, how I was going to make it day by day. Like, I am so tired. I'm so tired. It does improve. I promise you will get through it. I promise, but it is hard, okay? And my biggest piece of advice for that first trimester exhaustion is to just lay low, put up those boundaries and say, sorry, can't make it out tonight. People understand. This is a good way if you're the kind of person that has trouble setting boundaries and saying no to events or whatever, this is a good way to start flexing that muscle because as someone that definitely struggles with that, with letting people bypass my boundaries, I've had to do a lot of work in therapy, side note (laughs) right now, um, but I struggle with keeping my boundaries. So use this as an opportunity to start keeping those boundaries because As you become a mother, you will have more boundaries that you inevitably must hold. Now, I know that just laying low, right? Laying on the couch all day or doing whatever, laying in the bed, watch Netflix. This might not be completely possible, especially if you have older kids that you have to care for or you have prior commitments. Maybe you're like in a wedding this weekend or you just, you know, you have a work event, stuff like that. But 
my advice is try, try, try not to commit yourself, like overcommit yourself to anything extra if possible. It's almost like you have this battery that you have to hold tight and say, if this is going to deplete my battery and it's not worth the recharge, then I have to say no to it. But yeah, being able to lay low for those early weeks will help you avoid having to answer any awkward, unnecessary questions with people that you're with about why you're so tired or why, you know, you're having to leave early or you have to give some extra time to rest or whatever. I think it's a win-win. Number three, how to hide your pregnancy around alcohol. So this is one that goes with the previous one, right? One simple way to just shield suspicion about alcohol consumption is to simply just avoid events that have alcohol or events that people in your social circle would expect you to be drinking alcohol at. And I understand that this is not an issue for everyone, of course, right? I know there are a lot of people who don't consume alcohol at all, and that's totally great. And if that is you, then this one should be really easy for you. You know, no big deal, right? Nobody's expecting you to drink alcohol, so there's no suspicion. But for those of you that do like to have a little glass of wine or a beer, or I'm a big Moscow Mule fan right now, um, whatever it may be, you know, if you're around people that socially drink, you might be thinking to yourself, how am I going to get away with this? Like, what am I going to kind of say to my friends or my family or whoever? And it can kind of be anxiety provoking. I'll tell you a personal story. My in-laws drink more than like my family for sure. Okay. So it was a little bit hard with both my pregnancies just in those first few weeks because every Friday we would go over there and I would have, you know, a beer. That was just normal. You just go there and you go in the fridge and you just have a beer. And Brian's dad would say, hey, do you want a beer? And I would always say yes. And when I was pregnant, it's like, I think there were a couple of weeks where I just stayed home. And then there were a couple of weeks where I was like, oh, I just don't really feel, but it's still, it can be really anxiety provoking if you're like, oh wait, like what am I going to say? I don't want people to ask me and blah, blah, blah. If you find yourself in this situation, here are a few tips. Number one, arrive early. If you're at an event, if you're meeting friends, you know, you have a work event, coworkers, dinner, anything, Consider arriving a little bit early so that you can order a mocktail or you can order a non-alcoholic beverage or number two is you can get the bartender in on it, okay, or the waitress or something. You say, hey, I'm however many weeks pregnant, like, can you just give me this and I'm going to order it as an alcoholic drink, but I actually want a mocktail. Definitely have done that before. Another tip with this is, like I said in the beginning, fill her up with water. (laughs) Or I think I used bubbly or LaCroix in a white claw before. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) So whatever it may be, whether it's grape juice or whether it is apple juice with a little fit, I don't know. What could replace beer? Hmm. There's not a whole, I mean, non-alcoholic beer. Oh, that's another side story. I had a huge craving for beer when I was pregnant with my second with Ryland. And I would drink non-alcoholic beer. Like I drank it my whole pregnancy. Oh my gosh. So that's another one. You know, you can do non-alcoholic beer, but yeah, the water trick, water beers. Yeah. Fill her up with water. That's a good one. Okay. And now number four, what about some tips if you are experiencing nausea? That is another big issue in that first trimester is kind of hiding the fact that I feel like I am going to throw cookies right now. I feel awful. (laughs) 
This one is a tad trickier to conceal than some of the others for sure. The easiest thing would be to minimize the time that you're around others, obviously, so you don't even have to come up with an excuse as to why you are nauseous or you're like running to the bathroom vomiting or somebody heard you vomiting or something, right? But here are just a few things that you could say, and then we'll go over just like some general things that you can do for nausea during pregnancy, because I think that's worth also also saying. You could say, I'm just not feeling well. I have food poisoning. I have a UTI because you go to the bathroom a lot when you have UTIs. You could say you're on your period because you change your tampon and you change your pad and just there's more bathroom trips when you're on your period. I think that is a fine excuse. Or guess what? You don't have to say anything. (laughs) You can just keep going to the bathroom and let people wonder and who cares, right? All right, the sound of that heartbeat means it's time for this week's segment of Birth It Up Babies. I have a short and sweet little one with two cute little pictures of this baby right here in front of me. This one says, I wanted to thank you for all your heart knowledge and information. I had our little girl at 40 weeks and five days on 12-9 and I took your natural course. I felt so informed going into labor and I felt very in control of my mindset. I labored for 30 hours before I got an epidural and slept. Slept is in all caps. (laughs) It was not my quote unquote plan, but having information Information on multiple circumstances helped me stay flexible. And seven hours later and 20 minutes of pushing, we got our sweet girl. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, yeah. And like I said, there's two sweet little pictures of their little girl right here. Oh, love it. If you want to have an even better birth, just like this mama, head on over to mommyslabornurse.com slash courses to learn more about our three online on-demand birth classes. So now for some tips about pregnancy nausea, right? And these are for moms who are not dealing with that severe, severe pregnancy nausea, because I know a lot of times when those moms hear these things, they're like, I've tried them all. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Um, But these are just general things. There are a lot of things that you can do for pregnancy nausea. And I think it's worth saying all of them because Everybody kind of uses something different. And I know I personally liked lemon stuff. I liked really, really ice cold water. Some other things you can do are eating smaller meals, more frequent meals during the day instead of three large meals, right? Protein, high protein is good. If you keep little individually wrapped alcohol swaps in your purse at all times. That actually is a labor trick. We do that with our labor moms who are in labor and they get a little wave of nausea. If you sniff a little alcohol pad, 90% of the time, it does a really, really good job of taking that nausea right away. So that's a really good tip for first trimester mamas too, is just keep alcohol swaps in your purse. Ginger, obviously, a lot of people know that one. They have ginger candies, they have ginger altoids, they have ginger pills that you can just get and or just straight ginger you could eat. Keeping saltines in your purse. Saltines are really good because sure, you can throw up a saltine, but nine times out of 10, if you're gonna eat anything, okay, if you're gonna keep any kind of solid food down, you can usually keep a couple saltines down. Another one is those acupressure bands. Now, those are hit or miss. I know I have a good friend who had really, really bad pregnancy nausea, and she wore those and she swore by them. But then other people are like, meh, they don't really work. 
Preggy Pops are another one. Those little lollipops, you can get them on Amazon. They have ginger and just something crazy in them because they have really, really high reviews. Another good tip is taking your prenatal vitamin at night instead of in the morning because that can really set your nausea off or taking it with food if you can keep food down, right? And then another tip, this isn't for pregnancy nausea, but keep a travel toothbrush and toothpaste in your bag. Okay, if you're at work or something or wherever you are, just brushing your teeth and afterwards for yourself, you know, who cares about vomit breath for anybody else, <laughs> right? But that's just me. I personally feel better if I just like brush my teeth after I puke because it's just, it leaves a bad taste in your mouth. So keep a little travel toothpaste and travel toothbrush in your purse. Super simple and super useful if you're just out and you puke. Maybe you're at Target and you puke and there you go. You got your little travel toothpaste and travel toothbrush with you. All right, moving on to... Let's talk about hiding your pregnancy around your kiddos. Depending on the age of your kids, right? Your strategies for keeping your pregnancy a secret is going to differ, right? It's way different with a 10-year-old versus a 2-year-old. 2-year-old, it's still pretty easy to come up with some excuses of why mommy's like always throwing up, <laughs> right? Mommy has a little stomach bug right now. Mommy's just not feeling good. You know, my tummy is just not feeling good. They don't really care. You know, they're like, whatever. Okay. And let's be honest, I'm pretty sure the last thing that a two or a three-year-old is thinking is, wait a second, I think she's throwing up so much because she is pregnant with my little baby sister or brother. No, they're not thinking that, right? They have no idea. But for older kids, it might be a little bit trickier to come up with something that they will believe. Even if they don't put the whole pregnancy, nausea, morning sickness thing together that like people who are pregnant tend to vomit, you know, more in the first trimester, they might just be wondering like, why the heck are you sick all the time? Like you've had this stomach bug for like a long time. Now you can just always tell them that you have a little bug, right? Or you aren't feeling well. I mean, you can just say that, right? But depending on the child's age and how reliable they are, though, you might feel comfortable sharing that you're pregnant. Hey, if they can be trusted to keep that secret, depends on their age, though, obviously. All right, moving on to needing to go to appointments. This is another one that we kind of have to talk about, you know, if you're at work or something and you're having to go to the doctor a little bit more. Now, luckily, in early pregnancy, you're probably not going to have to deal with this as much. You never know though, sometimes with high-risk pregnancies or if you have something else going on, you are going to have to go a little bit more frequently in that first trimester. But usually this is not so much of an issue. Usually the biggest issue with the appointments for most people at least is having to miss work. But hey, guess what? This is all I'm going to say to this one. I'm pretty sure it is illegal for your manager or boss. I, I am sure because I talked to the mama attorney. Um, <laughs> you guys know her. She's been on the podcast. It is 100% illegal for your manager or your boss to ask medical related questions <laughs> about anything that's going on related to why you're having to leave work. You can literally just say, I have a doctor's appointment and they can't say, oh, why? <laughs> all right, moving on to how to have your pregnancy when you have to pee all the time. Yeah, same kind of deal as the nausea one. It's a little easier to hide this one. I said I used the UTI bladder infection excuse earlier, but that's where this one comes in too. If you really have to shut somebody up, you say, I have a UTI, sorry. And really it's nobody's business how many times you go to the bathroom and what you're doing in the bathroom, right? And anybody that is questioning your trips to the bathroom, what's it to them? <laughs> 
right? They're just nosy and they need to buzz off. Now, though, it might be a little bit different if it's a close family member. Maybe you haven't told like your parents or your sister or brother or something, your bestie or whoever. And they're asking like out of genuine concern, like, dude, why are you going to the bathroom so much? And if they do, again, it's perfectly appropriate and acceptable to make them blush a little bit and say, hey, I got a little problem going on in the bathroom. I have a UTI or I have just a personal medical issue. You know, it is what it is. (laughs) Now, last tip. Okay, this is number eight. Final tip about keeping your pregnancy a secret in that first trimester or whenever, however long you decide to keep it a secret. Final tip is consider confiding in one, just one trusted friend, okay? And I'll tell you why. It might be a really good idea to choose just one close friend, family member, sister, brother, whoever to be your ally in addition to your partner, if you have one, right? Choose someone trustworthy and someone you anticipate that you spend, you know, you're spending a lot of time with this person in your first trimester. And this is especially a good idea if you do plan on attending any weddings or events, you know, that you're with this person with during this time, because this person can just act as your undercover mocktail runner, right? Uh, They can help vouch for you if you go to the bathroom or just keep people off your case. That is it for this episode. And whether you are team spread the word (laughs) the second you pee on that stick, or you prefer to wait until after your first trimester or more whenever, I hope this episode was helpful for you. Again, like I said in the beginning, it is completely up to you. When you decide to announce your pregnancy, there's no right or wrong time to do so. Do what makes you happy and what you're most comfortable with. Bottom line. Now, next week on the podcast, let's see. Oh, we're doing a birth story. Ooh, I already recorded this birth story and it is a good one. This one, we're going to be talking about twins and she had Momo twins, which is a really, really rare, it's the rarest type of twins, but she had a really interesting story about her twins and the birth of her twins. So we're going to be talking about high risk twins and this birth story with this mama on the podcast next week. So stay tuned and yeah, I'll talk to you guys next week. Already feeling a little more confident about pregnancy, birth and newborn life? Don't forget to hit that subscribe button so you can continue to erase the unknowns and never miss an episode. And if you're looking for even more, Instagram is definitely where I hang out the most. Come join our community of more than a half a million moms for birth education, tips, and solidarity. You can find me at mommy.labornurse. Check out today's show notes and a searchable library of every Mommy Labor Nurse podcast episode at mommylabornurse.com slash podcast. And while you're there, be sure to head to the blog to learn about our online birth classes too. See you next week. And remember, you can have an even better birth no matter how you deliver. At LensCrafters, we value expertly tailored eye care, provide state-of-the-art eye exams, offer a wide assortment of designer brands and high-quality lenses, because everything we do at LensCrafters is for every site that makes your life special. We offer 50% off lenses with frame purchase, shop in-store and online. Book your annual eye exam now on LensCrafters.com. LensCrafters, because sight. Eye exams are available at the Independent Doctor of Optometry at or next to LensCrafters. Doctors in some states are employed by LensCrafters. Offer valid to April 2nd, 2023. See Associate for details.